Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Today we thought we would kind of continue from last week's episode and talk a little bit more about how when we are really stepping into our authentic self, when we are really stepping into our genius, when we are really stepping into ease, we actually create more money. And I think that's the opposite of what we believe, right? Sometimes we believe the harder we work, the more broad we go, the more money we're going to be make. But that is not what we're going to talk about today. What do you think about that, Laura? <laughs> Agreed. I think that is the narrative, you know, that is very dominant in our culture, especially, you know, the individual, you know, the rugged individualism of our culture in the United States is like, you just work hard and work harder <laughs> and things are going to happen and you're going to get to the top if you just keep climbing that ladder and keep doing all the things and unfortunately it's such a dangerous message because it's like keep working even at the expense of anything else so there's sort of this narrative that you know you're going to make it if you just work hard enough and you're going to make the money and you, you have to do it at all costs if you really want it. So there's a lot of pragmatic um, challenges there. And here's the truth of that, right? It's totally the racist patriarchal systems that are keeping that alive, right? Because the wealthy people, they're not working hard, right? It's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the working class people that are working hard and harder and harder trying to attain, an, you know, more money and enough money to survive. It's definitely not the wealthy who are sitting there in their place of wealth thinking, I'm going to work really hard until I drive myself into the ground, right? And this is the illusion, right? This is the piece that was created to separate, to hold us down, to hold women down, to hold people of color down, to hold black black people down. Like this is all set up into this very sort of racist patriarchal system. And it's an illusion that it's time to bust. Because the truth is, the more clear we are in our genius, the more ease we have in what we're doing, the more we delegate for the things that are not our genius. Actually, that's where we make all the money. And I think that's just such an interesting switch that we have to make, especially women. Oh, yes. Because you know, for women, there's definitely that I have to earn it. You know, we've talked about this before and other, you know, where um, just the imposter syndrome is more present with women that I have to earn it. I have to wait until I'm given an opportunity. I mean, just on and on and on. There's these ways in which women will really feel like they have to earn that place at the table where a guy will just come right in and sit right down and own that space. And, you know, and so it's, it's interesting. We have that mentality that we also have to bring a lot of awareness to. And, and these are old, like you said, you know, systemic, racially um, driven, divisive ways in which the business world has kept classism, has ensured these different ways in which we are constantly working with very little reward. So why do we keep going along, 
in these systems and continuing, continuing to participate in them when we could actually stop, we could put them down for a little bit. We could rethink and reimagine. And those are the words of the day. If I, you know, haven't heard that on every podcast lately. It's, it's this recognition of the fact that, that things are hard and things are uncertain, but there's a plane of possibility and potential. And this narrative is one that I would like to dump in the trash that we have to just work ourselves to the bone to make money. Yes, 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 yes. It's so time to change that. And I think it's not that we don't have to put effort in or it's not that we're not going to have to do a lot of internal work on our mindset that can be painful, that can be hard. So we're not saying like literally it's like completely easy breezy and you're going to have no pain and suffering. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that the more you're doing something that's easy for you, the more you're doing something that's your genius, the better off you are, the more chance you have to create wealth, the more chance you have to live in that space of abundance and create more abundance. That's what we're saying. And so if you look at what you're doing in your business on a daily basis, how much of it is ease and how much of it is struggle? What parts of it are you doing that you know is in your genius? And what parts of you are you doing that you know isn't in your genius? And this is like that that piece that we talk about sometimes, but we have yet to implement on it in our business, right? I see this literally every day from every client I work with. No one is working in their genius. Everyone is doing too much. And there's all kinds of beliefs around how hard it has to be, how complicated it has to be, how much we have to work before we get any reward, how it's five years of working hard in our business before we're going to finally see money. Like there's all these things. And, And really what it is, is we're not really correctly following our energy. We're not correctly following our genius. We think we have to do everything. We think we have to carry burden and emotional labor and over-own and over-deliver in order to finally be valued. And that's the patriarchal systems I'm talking about, right? Is that we are brought up to believe that we are not worthy in our ease, We're only worthy once we jump through a million hoops, once we get past that bar, once we like, you know, become even better than men, even better than the people around us with more degrees and more experience and more education and and more learning and more value. And and this is what we sit in. It's repetitive understanding that we have as women. And it keeps us small. It keeps us from wealth, which really serves for the people in power and it really serves for the patriarchy right because as women we're never really in that top level of wealth but now imagine if we change that system i have to underline and highlight that phrase that you just said that we feel like we are not worthy in our ease that really landed with me because yes, you know, the part of that work, 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 and look at me over here, look at, I'm so busy, I'm getting things done. You know, that narrative is trying to say I'm worthy, right? I'm good. I'm a good entrepreneur, you know? I'm a good and mother. I'm a good wife. I'm a good mother. I'm a good friend. Right? Mm-hmm. And how much of that work is also the emotional labor that is not valued in our culture? you know, so much emotional labor that we're doing in our fam with our families, we're doing it in our work. And it's an interesting conundrum because 
we feel that sense of worthiness. And so we just stay busy. We stay busy. And then that feeling is, oh, and it's going to get rewarded. Eventually, I am going to be able to get, you know, but we never question why there are so many hardworking people that never get that financial reward. You know, we instead kind of all just put the blinders on and continue to believe one day, one day it'll be ours. And then by the time that one day comes, possibly in some of these scenarios, you're too exhausted to appreciate the wealth. Yeah. And and on all honesty, if we don't shift that belief, we won't create it. I mean, this is the truth I see every day because that is a perpetual loop. If you believe you're not worthy, you're always going to work hard to achieve worthiness. You're never going to create real wealth, real worthiness, right? Like, because we still believe we're not worthy. It's like this rat race. We're on this, you know, hamster wheel, trying to be worthy, trying to be worthy, trying to be worthy. And it's like, it never happens because we don't believe we are. Whereas what, what actually has to happen to achieve real success, to achieve real wealth, to achieve real freedom is we have to own our worthiness as we are right now in this very second, in this very moment, innately as we were born worthy. That's what we have to get to. And when we shift that, we will bring in wealth. We will bring in abundance. We will bring in ease. We will bring in freedom. And I'm not saying that's an easy path because for most of us, we have a lot of trauma to move through in order to really experience our worthiness because we have to get to to the core of our unworthiness. And that's very painful. But the process and the result of that is phenomenal. Yes. Oh, and then this brings up, you know, something I'm really passionate about is understanding the fact that like what you said, when we're in that space of work, 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 we're limiting our creative potential. And why are we limiting that creative potential? Because the part of the brain that's responsible, again, we're in that left part of the brain, which I talk about the left and the right hemispheres, because the left part of the brain is the one in which our culture worships. It's the linear thinking, it's get it done. And we in two plus two equals four. And this is how, you know, we have to live. And in that place, when we're constantly going and going, we're not connecting into the body. We're not utilizing the half of our other beautiful brain, which is intuitive and which is relational. And it recognizes when we're exhausted and it recognizes when things need to shift. And it's also the part of the brain that comes on when we talk about flow. And everyone here has probably heard about flow states because, you know, organizational and um, positive psychologists have talked about like there is a state in which the brain becomes, you know, it's this place in which we're no longer firing the cortisol and the um, the adrenaline and all of those things that are pumping through our society, like constantly, because we are always responding from either individual trauma or just the trauma of the collective, which is just push, push, push. So I'm glad that you bring that part about the fact that that we're limiting our creative potential by staying in this overwork, exhausted state. It's actually not bringing about the money because it's not helping us be in our whole self. We're not even reaching our potential. That's right. And, you know, I I have experienced this so many times, but recently I've been working on wanting to create something new, right? And wanting to offer something 
new. And when I started to explore this, I could feel a lot of like possibilities. My, you know, my sort of thinking brain came in, my analysis, oh, I could create this, I could create this, I could do all this. There's so many things I could offer. And what I decided to do is an experiment. And I said, I'm going to follow my energy. I'm going to follow what's easy, what's expansive. I'm going to not let myself feel heavy around any of it. Like that's my experiment. And it's been the most amazing, interesting experience because as I follow the energy, as I allow myself to follow my expansion, right, everything is so easy. And it's so easy for the mind to come in and be like, oh, well, this must not be very valuable. This must not be good enough if it's easy. But like I've just, you know, really worked with all those thoughts that came up, really worked with all the things that have shown up for me around that and have stayed in my ease. And then I create, I need to create something in order to make it happen. And so I'm like, I'm just going to delegate it to my team. I'm just going to delegate it to my VA. I'm just going to delegate it to the people around me. I'm just going to rely on people to help me. I'm like not taking on any of the heaviness. And like in this experience for me, it has been amazing at what I can create from that space of intention and vibration. Yes, I can only imagine because you're really tapping into that potential and that flow state and that ease. And I mean, it's just, it's science people. We don't, it's not woo woo. It's like, we know that when the brain, when the body is in a rested state, when it's in a balanced state, then we access more of our brain. We're not having to shut down any parts of the thinking brain because when we're in fight flight, when we're constantly on an adrenaline rush, when we have a work addiction and the cortisol is pumping and pumping, we actually are turning off parts of our brain. And as an entrepreneur, we really need all of our brain. Everyone does, but we are innovators. We're creators. We're trying to bring about new realities. And so when you find yourself in that just work, 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 collapse model, it's not going to get you to that place that most likely was the reason why you started down this path. So I love this experiment. I'm I'm going to actually think about how I can implement more intentionally because I'm already doing a little bit of that, but I hear how you're really working with a resistance that comes yeah. up as well, you know, when it's like, is this serious enough? Are you working hard enough? And just like, what happens when you keep following the flow, keep following the expansion and let that be your default, what you're really seeking in the business versus that feeling of, you know, and that hard work feeling, oh, it's, it's gotten where it, it's our little, you know, reward center. Like yeah. we feel good. Like, oh, I worked so hard. I'm so exhausted. I'm just, I'm really awesome right now for being such a hard worker. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, it's literally so indoctrinated. I don't know anyone who doesn't experience that on some level, right? They might feel the stress or whatever, but they definitely feel kind of the hit of they've done a good job. Check, check. I've got my outside validation, right? Like it's like, it's so indoctrinated into us. But when you, when you switch it and believe me, I've done the work to really experience the other side of it. It, when you switch it, it's amazing. Like you're so much more grounded. You're so much more in your body. You're so much like it really is easy. And so one of the things that this requires is some time and self-reflection, right? Because you need to really know 
what your strengths are, what your genius is. So you can call it a number of things, your essential self, your natural innate energy, your strengths, your genius, your lane. Like there's all these ways you can frame it. But what it is, is just an understanding of how you best operate, who you are naturally, not who you've trained yourself to be, not who your dad trained you to be, not who your boss trained you to be, but like who you are at your most easy self, right? Like that's the genius that we're talking about. Not what you've learned to do that someone's paid you for, but what is actually so easy. You could do it every day, all day long, and never be exhausted. And I've taken a lot of tests and I've done a lot of self-reflection. My whole life has been, you know, as I've mentioned many times, I started my self-development course at nine when I read my first self-development book. So I've been on this path for a long time. I've done many things, but every time I do a test or like a strengths test or every time I do the self-reflection to really look at what's easy and what's not easy, I find new awareness, right? I find new things. And so it was recently I did another strengths test. I did like the Clifton strengths test for a program that I'm in that asked me to do it. And I thought it was really interesting. You know, I love self-development, so it's always good. And so it was so fascinating to get this strengths test. And so much of what came up, like, is about relationship building. Okay, so I have no execution skills, right? Which I know, right? Like, if you you get sometimes these strength tests and you're like, oh, confirmation. I'm not an implementer. I know I'm not an implementer. I've spent way too much of my career implementing. I just need a team who implements. I need to pay that team. It is absolutely not worth my energy to try to implement. And this showed up on this strengths test, right? That no implementation like strengths at all. (laughs) And I was just really laughing. Strategic, visionary strengths, relationship building strengths. Yes, these are all areas that are easy for me. These are all areas I thrive in. But instead, most of my life, of my business, I've wrapped myself around what I think I should be good at, what I think entrepreneurs should be good at, instead of really being like, nope, I'm just this visionary, I'm just this strategic person, I'm just this relationship builder, and that's all I need to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good to have that, you know, awareness of our zone of genius is what you call it, and that we can delegate the things that are not. And in that, this is what reminds me of what you said in the very beginning of our conversation, how women notoriously just keep taking everything on. Because how many of us, I mean, I could save a lot more time if I would just hire somebody to cook my meals, actually, because I'm one of those people that I would rather clean my house than cook. And the thing is, is that I still am like, but I need to be a good mother. I need to be like, it's my domestic thing. I don't know. There's something about wanting to be able to feed my family and letting go of that and letting someone else who's really good at that come in and help me prepare meals or, you know, do the meal deliveries and all those things. Like there's so many options for me, but I, I will notice that little get, get stuck. Just be like, Oh, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. You know? Yes. I could have someone wash my kids, but I'll just homeschool them. I could have someone clean my house, but I'll just clean it. I could have somebody. (laughs) And we do it in our business. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I could hire someone to help me with social media, but I know how to do it. I'll just get into my hoot suite and spend hours, one hours, (laughs) one hours creating content. (laughs) Yes. And look, I mean, and this is, so let me just say, this is a pattern that is deeply rooted for all of us. So you don't get to a place that it just still doesn't rear its head. And sometimes it gets away from you and you have to catch it again. Like just recently, this was my experience because I stopped all of my social media and all of my stuff to to be able to be more 
um, aligned with the atmosphere right now and aligned with everything that happened after George Floyd and aligned with being more anti-racist. And so I kind of stopped all my social media. I stopped all my systems that I had in place. And instead of like, you know, I have a VA, I, I have a few people I hire. Instead of having someone help me restart my systems, I've just been getting in and kind of doing this like hack job of restarting things. Like I'm in, all of a sudden I'm in my social media. I'm in Canva. I'm I'm like, right. I'm like, what am I doing? Why did I just spend all day on my social media? Like, why have I not paid someone to do that? But this is the, the habit I get in is I pull my stuff back. If I don't feel together, if I don't feel organized, then instead of giving it to someone else to, to do it or organize it or try it out even, I pull it back. And this is the habits that we get into. We pull back the responsibility. We pull back the delegation. And we forget right? This is what we all kind of fall into. We forget how much more productive we'd be if we let go of those things, how much more money we make, how much more time we would have, how much more freedom, how much more ease, how much time we could spend with our children if we weren't, you know, stressing about cooking the meals or stressing about doing our social media. Like there really is this place in ourselves that is perpetuating these patterns and we have to stop it. Yes, agreed. And it stops with awareness. And that's why we're having this conversation to just challenge that dominant narrative and invite in new possibilities. And I've experienced it just this last month. You know, I, I was like, oh, I could just spend all this time trying to get individual clients or I could launch a group. Oh, well, that could be a whole bunch of other work, you know, went through all my other thing, all my stuff in my brain. And I was like, well, let's just, how about if I just do it simple? I'm just going to start the group and I'll just put right up the description. I'll reach out to all of my current members and clients, letting them know. And then, you know, we'll just see how it goes. And all of a sudden I had that going and it's easy. It feels great. It feels in alignment. And so that is an example right there where I could have gone the harder route. I could have made that much more complicated, but I decided to start as an experiment, like do it the most simple way, do it in a way that just feels easy and within my time frame, and see and if nothing happens, no one signs up. Then I know I'm like, okay, maybe I need to do a little bit something else, but that ease is most likely, like you said, really what helped me tap in to my, zone of genius and like my passion. And so people felt that and they, that's what sold the group. It wasn't all of the, the fancy shenanigans that I was doing or the hard, hard, hard work that I was doing. And that is the key is that the more you are complicating, staying in your heaviness, out of your zone of genius, the harder it is to convince people to hire you, which is why you have to have a million and one, which we talked about last week, a million and one steps to get someone to be convinced to purchase from you. When you are genuine, when you are in your energy, when you are in your flow, magic happens because people feel it. It's not woo-woo. It's like complete reality, right? It is when you are in your energy and you are open and you are expansive, people want that. People feel it. People resonate. When you are small, when you, you know, are complicated, when you are heavy, when you are going against your own alignment, which I see women do constantly in the marketing world, when you go against what feels good to you, when you go against with your own integrity, then yeah, 
you're not going to create very much. And if you do, it will be hard gotten, right? Because you would have had to really work through all that resistance and work through all that energetic misalignment. And so, you know, it really is about getting more honest about who we are and listening to ourselves. I mean, this is decision-making 101, right? It's like, if I want to create something, do I'm going to, and I listen to my body, that I'm going to go, okay, if I, if I think about creating this, does it bring me ease or does it bring me stress, complication, heaviness? And for everybody, the body will be a little bit different. Your body compass will be a little bit different. So, you know, when I think about an idea, and this is what I did when I was looking at what something new I wanted to create, I brainstormed a whole bunch of ideas. I had like 15 ideas and then I took each one and I'm like, how does it feel in my body? And some of the ones I thought analytically were better felt heavy and complicated. And I was like, ugh. And then the thing that I was like, yes, expansion. Well, that's the answer. And so every moment we can come to that place of decision-making where we're like, is this ease or is this complication and heaviness? I love the somatic check-in, you know, that using that barometer and, and we need it because our minds are the ones that have been conditioned with so many of those narratives. And our bodies have received conditioning, but there's this deeper wisdom. The, the wisdom in the body goes deep and it goes into your more energetic, intuitive aspects of self, you know, and those parts, they really know, they really know like what is going to feed you energetically And so that's a very, and it can be a little awkward when you first start, you're like, okay, I'm standing here. What am I supposed to notice? But it's just like, if you've been to a yoga class and in the beginning, they just center you and you take a couple of deep breaths and you just turn in and see what's going on. It's really that it's just that moment where you just slow down, you feel your feet on the floor, you take a couple of deep breaths and you just notice. And one thing that um, actually I've learned from Dan Siegel, he's one of my teachers for mindfulness and interpersonal neurobiology, and he uses an acronym SIFT. This is a really good one just to kind of, when you're like, what was I supposed to do? So if you can remember the acronym SIFT, S is I'm scanning for sensation, S is sensation, I is images. And so you notice what sensations you feel, what images pop up in your mind, And F is for feelings. What are those feelings, which are emotions and T are thoughts. And then what are the thoughts I'm having? So you took, you know, all of those, you're just sifting through the mind and the body and, and that will help you because maybe you won't feel that heavy, heavy, like sensation, that texture of heaviness. Maybe that's not yours. Maybe yours is an image, you know, something really bright and something you love, like that image pops into your mind as soon as you think of the thing that your business needs from you, you know, or it's an emotion and you feel all of those things. So that's a little tool that people can use. I think that's fantastic. And it, and that's, you know, the thing we talk about a lot in this podcast is there is no one way, there is no cookie cutter way. And so that's why you have to feel how your body compass works, how your feeling sense works. For some people, it is images. For some people, it is sensation. For some people, it is like heaviness or lightness. For some people, it is, and they would label it as anxiety, right? Or flutterings or, you know, so you're going to have kind of your own body compass. And, and that, that's a really good way for you to 
start to check in and understand how you work because your body always tells the truth. Your body will tell you if you're moving in the right direction or not. And that is because it shows you through expansion or contraction or heaviness or lightness. And and if we just listen to it more, we'd be able to create more wealth, more success, more freedom, more time. And that's what we really want for you all. I mean, we do this podcast because we want you to have more freedom. We want women to have more wealth. We want people to be running their businesses in a way that is more operationally successful, effective, balanced, harmonious, amazing, right? Like we want to love our businesses in our life. And the only way that we can do that is if we are choosing to do it with ease instead of hardship, with our genius, instead of just our zone of excellence. And that's one of the things I was going to say earlier is, you know, if you've ever looked at, and that's from The Big Leap, if you've ever looked, read that book, you know, you have to be careful not to be doing your zone of excellence Versus your zone of genius. Because your zone of genius is ease. Your zone of excellence may not be ease. But it's something you've learned to do really well. And you've probably been validated outside for it often. So this is really something that's where that body compass comes in. Is in your zone of genius. It's easy. It's fun. It's effortless. But in your zone of excellence, it most likely will be heavy. Because it's something you've had to learn to do. I'm so glad that you referenced that book. It is by far one of my favorites for entrepreneurs. And that's exactly, that is what illustrates our point. And he talks about, Gay Hendricks talks about that. Yeah, that that zone of excellence is something, and we fool ourselves into thinking that it is our genius. And this, but it is driven by excelling at something, perfectionism, hard work, like sometimes that work addiction to something, but we've always gotten praised. And it's like, you're so good at that. You're so good at that. But we're constantly working at it versus that zone of genius. You really have, and in that book, if you haven't read it, he talks about the fears that hold us back, you know, and that there are these ultimate fears that can hold us back from really stepping into our zone of genius. And that theme runs through all of Sonny and I's conversations is this ability to really trust yourself to to feel the fear but you know lean into what you know lean into the trust it's never going to be without fear because that means you're doing something good that means you're you're pushing some boundaries a little bit but you have compassion and trust and you keep moving with curiosity right and keep going into that zone of expanded genius Yes, I love that. All right, well, this was a great episode. Thank you all for joining us. We'll wrap up for now and we'll see you next week. I have an exciting announcement. I'm offering a special pilot program for the next few months to help women find more clarity. If you've been feeling stuck, on the fence about a decision, or unclear about your direction in business life or your career, I can help. This program will help you unpack all of the mindset, emotions, and behavior patterns in the way of clarity and your wisdom. You get to work one-on-one with me, and I am good at unpacking whatever is in the way of clarity. You also get access to my exclusive group of private clients. If this resonates with you, reach out at my website at sonyastatman.com or on any of my socials. Getting clarity right now is an important step to success.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.